0: More morning, anytime. This is the Kissin' Country, Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Chris Sheets, Jacqueline Sweeney. Hello. Matt DeBers.
1: Hi.
2: And the podcast after the broadcast, what a great show. You know what? Um, You are rewarded for good things. And uh, a lot of great things have been happening here on Kiss and Country. And then just a few minutes ago, Jessie from the front, she works so hard here, uh, just keeping the whole office together. Her aunt drops off some Cuban lunch chocolate bars. (laughs) I can't decide. I've got like about six. And Cuban lunches, chocolate bars are like chocolate bars from my past, which goes back a few more years than you guys. So you're not familiar with them at all, are you? No, never had them. Can you get these in gas stations? Yes. 100%. 100%. Thorsby Gap yes, Station. it was like my chocolate bar of choice before I discovered the Wonder Bar. It kind of looks like <laughs> a wagon wheel, but square. Yeah, it's like a rectangular thing, and it's just, be- it's just peanuts and-, and chocolate, and apparently they used to be made in... Manitoba somewhere. Okay. And then they stop making them and then there's someplace in Camrose, Big Valley Jamboree City. Toss it, me one. I
1: won't eat it. I just want to look at the back.
2: You want to feel it? Yeah. Okay, okay. go ahead. Let me see. It's denser than you think it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're, they're small, but they Looks like a brownie, kind of. There's kinda. a lot to them. Yeah, yeah, they look like a brownie. They don't taste at all like a brownie. But I'm, you know what, I'm willing to open it up and you guys each give it a Learn
1: shot. Learn more about this recreation of his, of a historical chocolate bar.
2: Yeah. You can go to... Facebook or Twitter at Cuban Lunch. There you go.
1: There you go.
3: Your past is relived.
1: Yeah. So are you going to try it out? Cameras, Alberta. says right on the back. You're not
2: going to have any of it? uh,
1: No, these are for you.
2: Really? Yes. You You, you love these more than anything. I can't steal this from your mouth. I do something nice. Give it to me. I just want to tell you. I just want to tell you that we talked about the flu, and we'll talk more about the flu. But when my uh, daughter's boyfriend, the Italian stallion uh, Renato, they knew he had the flu when they were making pierogies, and they offered him one. He says, "No, I'm good, thanks." That guy never turns down food. And then, like shortly after that, yeah,
3: we know it's coming, Matt. I'm sick.
2: <laughs> this is I don't feel sick, but I know I'm sick. <laughs> An incredible kiss and country Christmas wish you don't want to miss. Uh, talking to a great country artist by the name of Mitchell Tenpenny and his connection with Canada. You're not going to believe.
3: I like talking to him. He was super nice. He
2: was super nice. So we'll get to all of that coming up. Are you sure you don't want any of my chocolate bar? Positive. Enjoy them. Write
0: this. My day. My gift
1: t- to you is not eating your chocolate bar. Write
0: this day down. <gasps> you're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
3: Good morning. Mainly sunny today, but windy, a high of three degrees. $1.6 billion. Yes, it may seem like a monumental amount at first, but Drayton Valley workers in the oil industry feel the bailout offered by the federal government will do little for anyone in the long run. Many think that seeing the pipeline expansion happen is the real solution that needs to happen. Pipeline supporters will have a convoy driving through NISCU, leading to Andrew Shear's town hall meeting at 11.30 this morning. Well, if you're pulled over by Edmonton police, don't be surprised to be asked for a breathalyzer test, even if you haven't had a sip of alcohol. New federal impaired driving laws are now in effect. They still need a reason to pull a driver over. However, if you are pulled over, expect the test, even if you're sober. They
2: should. Oh,
3: yeah. It makes sense. (laughs) I think so, too. I
2: heard some lawyer, uh, some defense lawyer, arguing this whole thing. And I thought, can you imagine being the lawyer that actually has to argue against uh, improving uh, impaired driving laws? Like, man, oh, man. Oh, it'd be be, tough. That'd be a tough. Tough way to face your, mo- your, to face your mother at Christmas. Anyway.
3: Oh, in sports, the Oilers lost 4-1 to St. Louis last night. And animated movies being redone is on trend right now. In fact, just think about The Lion King when they're animated in real life. Well, the next one to be done is The Lady and the Tramp. It's going to feature real live dogs. Directors say it was very stressful working with all of the dogs as they would just walk <laughs> off set. But then again, it was a set full of dogs. So many people were very happy.
2: How do they get real dogs to do the spaghetti mo- moment?
1: I, that's what oh, I want to know. No. Worry.
2: They have their ways. <laughs> I
1: think I love a good animated movie. Yeah. But at some point, remaking is just lazy. Hmm. Uh, there I said. Like, it. find a new th- idea? Yeah. Is what you're saying? I mean, there's so many incredible ideas out there, you'd yeah. think. So, yeah. like,
3: redoing the entire movie is lazy?
1: <laughs> well, no, no, no. Just like, altogether, like, I'm very much looking forward to the new Lion King. F- and Lady in F- the Tramp sounds wonderful. Find new classics. But somewhere. I want to, yeah, may, let's make new classics. Got okay.
3: it. Okay. I'm Jack, and that's all you need to know.
2: Okay. What we need to know this morning for your Michael Buble tickets. Let's go back to your childhood or maybe your children's current childhood. About half of people say they never experienced this as a kid. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. And though it's almost Christmas, this is not a Christmas-themed question. There is your one hint, okay? Okay. Almost half of kids said they've never experienced this as a kid. We may have to give you a hint.
3: So
1: many possibilities. I know, I know, I know, I know.
3: The playground.
2: Yeah. (laughs)
1: No. Walking
3: to school.
2: No. Did
4: I get it? No, no, you didn't. No,
2: no, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Uh, The playground may be something that uh, you don't get a chance to experience
0: because of this, if you actually experience this. There you go.
3: Okay, I'm so confused. Uh, I probably messed you <laughs> up even more.
0: You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: Hey, we're looking for an answer to the too early for a question question today. Almost half of people say they've never experienced this when they were kids. Hey, Chris, is
3: it uh, taking the bus? It's
2: not taking the bus.
3: Good guess, though.
2: Yeah. Thank you. All right, see ya. All right, Justin, what do you think almost half of kids have never experienced? Uh, Roll marshmallows. <laughs> roast marshmallows. Really? Well, see the, oh, maybe. Uh, maybe the park thing was a hint, hey? Is that what you were thinking? Probably. Or no Yeah. And you know what? It's not roasting marsh- marshmallows or having a roasted marshmallow. Morning. Hey, what do you think? Is it chicken pox. The chicken
1: pox. Oh, yeah.
3: There's a vaccine for it now.
2: Yeah. Really?
3: Yeah. Yes. So
1: I don't have to go to a chicken pox party with Bo.
3: Apparently not.
2: <laughs> we were just talking about that on the weekend with the flu going around. That the You know, all of a sudden, if your kids didn't have chicken pox and the neighbor's kids did, you'd take them over and just let them rub each other. Well, you know... <laughs>
3: <laughs> Just hug. Exactly. <laughs> well, you know what? I go mean. lick that
2: kid's forehead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: it's,
2: it's not the it's not the chippin' pops as we used to call. Them. Thank you, my friend. Hi, right, thank you. Hi, kissing Country.
5: Hello. Hi. Measle?
2: It's not the measles either. Mm. Mm. Vaccinate your children. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with any of the uh, diseases you can get. But thank you very much. Okay. Thank uh, you. Hi. Good. Do I get to pick a? Yeah. Go ahead. I'm gonna see a broken bone or leg. Ah, they've never it's broken a guessing. bone. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever have you ever broken a bone? Oh, very. Uh, quite a few, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of those guys. You're
3: making up for the kids that haven't.
2: And the older, yeah, that's right. the, the, the older yeah, you yeah. get, the older you get, the more you're reminded of them, aren't you? Yeah,
6: I've played hockey quite a bit through growing oh, up there, so I had a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. broken bones so, there. Yeah.
0: Stop blocking pucks with your face, bud. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're listening to the Kiss in Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Okay,
2: here's the music. That means <laughs> the too early for a question. Questions happening. And we are looking for a winner. The question this morning again, uh, well, over half of people say they have never experienced this as kids. What is it, Tracy?
3: Is it being grounded?
2: Being grounded. Look at that.
3: You Wait. got it. It's, nope. Yeah. Oh.
7: <laughs>
1: Yeah. Tracy, would you guess that Matt was grounded or not grounded?
7: Yes, and we mm. both grounded.
2: I was never grounded. Yeah, no, I believe it.
7: <laughs> Me neither.
2: Yeah, yeah. No,
3: really? My parents tried once and I cried, so...
2: Okay, good work. I got work. out of
3: it like an hour later.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that is impressive. Fire
1: up the waterworks. <laughs>
2: yeah uh, over half of kids have never been grounded and uh, matt is one of those and you're right there's a, a, a all but a bunch of people nodding at the radios right now if his mom would have only grounded him
1: i'm an anomaly don't yeah. blame the parents
2: <laughs> that was nature versus nurture and that was definitely nature congratulations michael buble uh, yeah he's coming to town in april
0: april 15th rogers place and you're gonna be there you're listening to the kiss and country chris jack and matt podcast
2: Well, we just found out, thanks to the Too Early for a Question question, that over half of kids have, uh, well, never experienced being grounded. For those that have, the question this morning at 780-421-1039 or Texas at 103939 is, how long were you grounded for? And were you grounded?
4: Yeah,
2: I was. Oh Yeah, (laughs) what's the longest you got grounded? Do you remember? A week. Uh, that's a long time. It was. And that was from everything or just friends or what?
4: Uh, no, from everything.
2: From everything. Oh,
4: yeah. what did you do? Um, no, I, uh, there was one time where I, was, I didn't call home for coming home for lunch. and My mom was a single mom at the time. Okay. Yeah.
2: And that's why you, she grounded you.
4: That's it.
2: All right. So okay. then ironically, you weren't allowed to use the phone for a
0: week. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: Found out, thanks to the Too Early for a Question question, uh, that uh, uh, about half of kids have never experienced being grounded, but we're looking for the ones that have. Were you grounded for how long? And you probably are going to tell us why too, aren't you?
3: Oh, yes. This text says, I used to slam my door when I was mad as a teenager. So Mm. finally, my dad took the door off for an entire week. And I think it was actually a little bit worse than being grounded.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah did this
3: happened to
2: you, didn't you, Jay? Yep. Not be- yes. <laughs> 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 I'm not going to
7: finish
3: why. <laughs> the door's taken she off. She
2: <laughs> could not be trusted in her bedroom.
3: <laughs> this person says, I was a very troubled kid. Uh, not that I didn't deserve the groundings, but the first time I got grounded for a year when I borrowed my dad's truck from the farm when I was 12 and I totaled it. The oh second my gosh. time, I was caught growing marijuana in a field. Both times, I was caught by the RCMP. This was years ago, <laughs> back in the 80s. And right. he said, how long was I grounded for? Well, I got grounded for a year for the car and six months for the marijuana.
2: They probably couldn't keep track of your grounding. Are you currently grounded? I can't remember. Give that kid an ankle bracelet. By the way, when you're 12 and you take the truck, it's not borrowing it. No. probably that's theft.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: Probably is completely recovered now, I'm sure. Hopefully. The yeah. marijuana
0: should only be a couple
2: of week grounding, though. Yeah, right? hey, it's legal now. Yeah, right? it's all good. All right.
0: You're listening to the Kiss Country Chris,
2: Jack, and Matt podcast. Well, about half of kids have never been grounded, but boy, the other half make up for it, it appears, Jack, don't they?
3: Oh, yes. We got this text. I was grounded for two and a half months over Christmas and New Year's after my first ever party. Told parents I was going to drink, but my older sister bought my friend and I a two-six of vodka and orange juice. Mm. Well, we forgot cups, so we thought, well, we'll just drink the vodka and slowly add orange juice. (laughs) (laughs) 45 minutes after getting dropped off, my mom had to come back and get
2: us. (laughs) No kidding. Two and a half months to get rid of the hangover, I guess. Oh, I believe it. What about you, Corey?
6: Hey, you talk about grounding. Yeah. Oh, man, I was grounded before I got out of bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what happened? Oh, well, I've done everything and anything. I used to do little things to get in trouble. When my mother would yell at me one time, she would raise her voice. I would say, what? I didn't hear you. She'd raise it again. I'd do the same thing. Just the grounding was worse. The, uh, the excitement coming out of her face. You I actually, you
2: you, you're like a sick kid. You liked being grounded.
6: Oh, and, and you know, when I moved out when I was 18, I thought for sure it was all said and done. Then I got married and I'm freaking grounded for life. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Preach it, brother. Isn't it great? <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Honey, can I go
3: out
0: with my friends? No, you're grounded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's, ca- who's calling? You're listening to the and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the man with the latest number one hit in country music. How <laughs> oh, good? How good
2: does that sound?
6: I, I like it. I can get used to it. Let's keep it going. That's awesome.
2: Yeah, you're talking to Chris Jack and Matt. We're from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Canada. Does Canada mean anything to Mitchell right now?
6: <laughs> Canada means everything to me. Um, I mean, I'm dating Megan Patrick,
2: and she also has a huge number one hit in Canada right now. When the
6: walls come. Canada's been great to me. We've gotten so much great response, and um, I just, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of Canada. I can't wait to get back up. I'll be there Christmas, actually.
2: Oh, you will, yeah. Oh.
6: Now, I, I
1: was, Bring ho- your skates. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
6: right. I,
2: I want to get to that. Uh, I was hoping you would mention Megan. Uh, I just got to tell you, Mitchell, I have actually gone out with your uh, with your girlfriend, um, <laughs>
3: nice.
2: completely platonic. I, As
3: friends, Bre- yeah. Brett
2: Kissel, your girlfriend, and I went to an Oiler game. And oh, wow. And I, I loved it. First of all, I couldn't keep up drinking beer with her.
6: Yeah, she's actually really good at that, and <laughs> she can beat me, too. So.
2: Second of all, she was a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, which we just kind of mm. dealt with, but whatever. <laughs> you know, it, it was what it was. Are you a hockey fan? Has she made you a hockey fan, or because you're from Nashville, you're a hockey fan anyway?
6: No, I've been a diehard Predators fan since 1998, so we've I've kind of converted her. That's her second favorite team now, but she still holds a legion, so... Well, what is, is
2: that fish that they got in their pants when they...
6: <laughs> it's a catfish
2: catfish you <laughs> got, got a catfish in your pants or you're just happy to see us what's going on <laughs> uh, uh, awesome i saw your christmas card <laughs> she said your christmas card on instagram the picture of you guys with these guns
6: oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah man just just out at the farm having some fun when we get a couple days off that's pretty cool
2: you got a girlfriend that you can like use a gun with yeah
6: she's she's awesome she loves to be outdoors she loves to just hang out and uh i don't know sometimes you you meet the right one, I guess. So Crushes really beers,
2: loves guns. <laughs> on, wow. yeah. what,
7: what
3: can
2: you ask for? It must be a Canadian girl,
6: Jack.
3: Yeah, Jack,
2: Jack does one of those two things. I'll be honest. With
3: you. <laughs> I'll let you guess which one.
2: <laughs> Hang on a second, Mitchell. You've got an obsession this Christmas, and it's a gift that I don't think anybody's going to expect. We'll
3: talk about that coming up.
2: Yeah, uh, but first, let's play uh, another song off his brand new album. This song's called "Alcohol You Later." Very clever. All right, here it is, Mitchell Tenpenny on Kissing Country."
7: I got word that she's hanging downtown. I know I shouldn't do it, oh but these shots I'm shooting make me not give a damn. And now it's one more last time. Alcohol, alcohol you later alcohol 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 you later two for ones on a tuesday bartender put i too strong cause he knows me then i take out my phone find out if she's at home cause i need someone to drink with and now it's one more alcohol 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 you later Oh
2: It's great new music from Mitchell Tenpenny. It's called Alcohol You Later. Somebody just texted and said, been listening for uh, to you for like six months, Mitchell, and uh, Alcohol You Later is their favorite song. So there you go. He's with us from Nashville this morning. And uh, let's talk about the important things. Jack, you'd agree the important things right now are Christmas with a countdown, right? How many days away? Six days away. Six days away. And uh, you apparently are a big fan of candles.
6: Oh, huge candle guy, yeah. Megan and I were uh, shopping somewhere the other day, and we were, like, in a hurry, but then we passed by the candles, and we were like, oh, no, this is going to be bad, and stepped there for a while and just, I don't know. I like smelling them all. I just like the scent and the aroma of a candle lit, you know? Like, it's just a warm feeling. It makes me feel like, I don't know, all fuzzy and warm inside.
3: Thank you, you. and Megan have really switched roles this
6: relationship. <laughs> hey, she likes candles just as much
3: as I. <laughs> They just have to be deer scented.
6: <laughs> right. Deer urine for hunting, yes. <laughs> yeah. say <laughs> They smell like everyone else wants them to smell. No, no, <laughs> if they're from
2: Granger Smith, they certainly don't. I guarantee yeah. you that. Getting back to the music, though, uh, again, "Drunk Me" a number one hit. Uh, man, congratulations! You gotta be so proud
6: of that. Well, thank you. Yeah, I'm just a crazy year. Finally, hearing that out loud. It's just, uh, it's nuts. We have an amazing team.
2: Yeah, yeah. You just wait for that, right? It's like the Stanley Cup. You know, you can, you know, right. getting that number one hit. You oh. work, you work so long for it.
6: I want that Stanley Cup too. Don't. <laughs> don't work our Predators got real close.
2: You and Megan <laughs> crushing beers <laughs> off the top.
3: <laughs> we all want that Stanley Cup. Yeah, 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 <laughs> well,
2: yeah. We, we want it here. In Edmonton, too. Uh, eight, thank you so much for joining us. Seriously. Merry Christmas to you. Please mm. say uh, hi to Megan for us. Uh, that, that, that's pretty awesome. I love this. The, you know, the, the, This is really uh, really cool connection. And she's doing so well. We're playing the, like, you know, we're playing her songs, we're playing your songs. Life doesn't get much better than that.
6: No, that's amazing. Let's get her to number one next. Come on, that'll be the best Christmas present in the world. There yeah. it is. You're
3: such a good boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> Not in
2: some candles on a 12-pack. That's
3: Jack, right. Jack, yeah, when,
2: when, when, when he wins that first big award, what does he have to do?
3: You gotta thank Megan give her some credit oh, of don't forget and your
6: mother <laughs> of course yeah, my, 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 my mother would kill me <laughs> and your grandmother oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> all, all
2: so we around. made
3: your list for you
2: all right hey, i feel I'll like we've just down. bossed you around for five minutes <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not no, normally a canadian it. thing to do congratulations mitchell uh, merry christmas and uh, you know what 2019 get here to edmonton mm-hmm.
6: my friend we're coming cheers y'all hey thank you all for the support it means
0: the world thank you Awesome! Thanks, buddy. See you buddy.
3: later. Merry Christmas.
0: You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: Here we go! Another Kiss and Country Christmas wish, brought to you by Colin Bruce Mortgage Team. Uh, Jennifer is in studio. You're about to surprise your sister and her family, right? That's right. Okay, well, let's just get to it. Matt, are you ready to go?
1: Hi, Andrea. Hi. How are you?
4: How
1: are you? Hey, my name is Matt. I'm with Kissin'. Is it okay if we
4: come in? Yes, yeah, come on in. Scott,
1: it must be Scott. Okay, Andrea, I have somebody on the phone for you. Okay.
4: Here
2: you go. Hello. Hi Andrea. How are you?
4: Good, how are you?
2: Good. It's Chris and Jack from Kissing Country. And we can't see you right now, but if you're half as uh, adorable as your sister, <laughs> you're adorable. And how would we know that? Well, we might happen to have Jennifer with us right now. Oh god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Jennifer's really nervous, but she just she has something she wants to read you that she sent to the radio station, okay?
5: Okay. Hey Andrea. Hi. Don't don't kill me, please. <laughs> Okay, um, like Chris said, I did send in something to the radio station, and I'd just like to read to you what I wrote, okay? Okay. Hi, Kissen. I would like to nominate my little sister Andrea and her family for a Christmas wish. They have been struggling for the last couple of years, but the past five months have been really difficult. My brother-in-law, Scott, used to work in the oil field, but was let go a couple of years ago due to the economy. Since then, trying to find work in his field in the city has been difficult. He has found his niche in waste management and was doing well until the summer. He started experiencing extreme back and sciatic pain, and the doctors, chiropractors, and physiotherapists weren't able to figure out what was wrong. After a month or so of being off work, the doctor told him that he would need to go for an MRI to help find the cause. The diagnosis? Five herniated discs and arthritis. The doctor sent in a referral to the spinal clinic, and the waiting game began. Surgery is likely required given the severity, however he's still waiting for an appointment with the clinic so we don't know how this will be resolved. In the meantime, he was prescribed painkillers and he was approved for short-term disability. He can barely walk. He's 38 years old and regularly requires a cane. After being denied long-term disability at the end of November, his work was able to accommodate him back with modified duties. Given the shortage of workers, however, he's back to doing a portion of his original job. We're hoping he doesn't injure himself more trying to provide for his family. If it was just him and my sister, this wouldn't be a big deal. But they have a three-year-old son, Lachlan, with Down syndrome, and Andrea is about five months along with their second child. My sister is pretty much a superwoman. She works full-time as an early childhood educator, makes sure everyone gets to their appointments, including her prenatal ones. She does the grocery shopping, the cleaning, the laundry, pretty much all of the housework, and taking care of Lachlan. Now that winter has hit, she's the one out there making sure the walks are clear. Things they would normally tackle together, but she's now doing on her own. She's my hero in every sense of the word and deserves a huge break. There's a lot of things to be stressed about in their lives at the moment, but the one thing I thought we could help with is getting a room ready for the arrival of their daughter in April. They currently aren't able to sleep in the same bed because the mattress they have isn't suitable for his injury. He's staying in the spare room where the mattress is slightly firmer. That spare room is meant to be Lachlan's so that the little one can have his old crib. I would love for them to receive a new mattress so that our family can help them clear the spare room out and get everything set up. They are very proud people and would never ask for help. In fact, I'm probably going to get an earful if they're selected. I I think they need something to help lift their spirits this Christmas season, and I would be so grateful if you choose Andrea and Scott to receive this Christmas wish. Thank Thank you for taking the time to read this. Merry Christmas to you and yours. Oh man! <laughs> How are you feeling? <laughs> Thank you. You're I so know. welcome, Ange.
2: I, uh, I'm, I'm not gonna help here by uh, being a brave <laughs> boy because this is, this is a beautiful sister thing, and uh, what we're first gonna do is we're gonna take care of the the sleeping issue that you have. You two need to be in a bed together. Uh, for okay. not for not just the reason that uh, you need a, you need a bedroom for this baby coming, <laughs> but you need you need to be in a bed together. And um, we're going to give you a gift certificate for two thousand dollars to Sleep Country, so you guys can get just the right bed that oh uh, Scott God. needs for what's going on in his world. Okay,
3: you can choose okay. anything you want. Yeah,
2: yeah, I guarantee uh, you they're going to help you. you. Now with Christmas coming, uh, I mean, it's just, yeah, the stress of, of Christmas and, and trying to pay the bills and, and deal with everything you got to deal with is just, it's unfair and cruel punishment. So we're also going to give you guys $1,000 cash to help with that.
8: Oh my God.
2: And we've we've heard a rumor that you two just don't really get a chance to uh, to, to get out together very often. So we have <laughs> created a date night for you and Scott, and I think he'll be pretty excited with uh, mm-hmm. going to the Oiler game.
4: Uh, Oh,
5: my
2: God. Along with a $250 keg gift certificate for you, too. Oh,
4: my God.
2: Thank you. You
3: guys deserve
2: this. And and something tells me that your sister might babysit. And if she... (laughs) And, and if Absolutely. She, and if, she, if she doesn't, I will.
3: Yeah, we will. We're yeah. there for you too. <laughs> oh my god!
5: Thank you.
2: One hundred percent. So uh, yeah, if you're half as excited as your sister is, because she had no idea what was coming.
5: No idea.
4: <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty amazing. Yeah. Oh my god.
0: You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast. Yes, soon it will be Christmas Day. There is
2: Martina McBride and Silver Bells. Kissing in the Morning with Chris, Jack, and Matt. Uh, Matt is uh, away again. An amazing Kiss and Cutter Christmas Wish has just occurred. Thanks to our good friends at the Colin Bruce uh, Mortgage Team. And again, um, you know, there's so many great nominations. We'd oh, love yeah. to do them uh, all. In fact, uh, some of them are being do- done by other people that are just. Uh, it, it, the, the bottom line is that uh, this thing has taken on a life of its own over, over the last three years. And uh, what the Kissing and Cutter Christmas Wish has done is encouraged other to help out. And, and, you know, you hear, what can I do for people like um, Andrea and Scott and others that are going through a tough time? Well, there's still some uh, Edmonton charities that uh, certainly do need your help. Last night at the Oiler game, we saw Kevin Lowe who's been, uh, I guess, the honorary chairperson for the Christmas Bureau mm-hmm. for so many years. He just wanted to remind everybody that uh, there's another example of, uh, you know, imagine your Christmas without a, a Christmas meal, Jack. You know, some of us are trying Don't to figure out to. how to fit them all in. Right? I,
3: yeah, I, we're very lucky in that sense. And yeah, he mentioned that they're at about halfway of their goal as we mentioned yesterday the Edmonton Food Bank is below their goal quite below yeah there, everyone seems to be in a desperate need this season.
2: I was at a celebration of life for a, a great man that passed away way too young, now by the name of Randy Chura, technically a cousin of mine um, through marriage, and we were at his celebration of life yesterday. And uh, he was an EMT for almost thirty years and was a great man. So I just wanted to uh, pass on my condolences to his family. But while I was there, there was a lot of people talking about the wish, and they were saying, uh, you know, you got to actually watch the video, not just hear the song. Mm-hmm. Or sorry, the the actual, you know thing happening on the radio. So yeah, the video, once you
3: see these people yeah. and you, know, you hear their voices on the radio, but when you see their reactions, when they find out that yeah. their wishes are coming true.
2: Yeah, so you can check that out right now. Uh, the one that just happened for Andrea and Scott, thanks to their beautiful sister Jennifer, is available to watch now, and it's really powerful. Uh, we'll do a, a, well at least one more, maybe even two before Christmas uh, with a
0: Christmas wish. You can go to kissandfm.com for everything you need to know. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: Okay, speechless is also something that might happen when you open a gift from somebody and you go, holy cow, where did that come from? We got mm-hmm. a text uh, with, uh, I, I guess, that that exact thing, right, Jack?
3: Yeah, we did this week. They said, hey, Chris, Jack, and Matt, with Christmas coming, I can't help but think of my friend Shelly. Every year, I guarantee you, I'm about to get a gift worth about $150 from her. Well, it's super nice and I appreciate it, I can't keep up. I don't give gifts of that value to my children or even my husband. I literally feel guilty every year when I open her gift.
2: Hmm. Sweet. <laughs> so she's, she's wondering what to do, huh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what do you do in a situation like that? Do you have, we, I, we call them over-gifters for lack of a, a better word. You're like, holy cow. And you know it's cost a whole bunch of money and there's just no way that you're going to be able to, uh, you know, pay him back. And and, and and maybe they don't want to be paid back. Or, you know, you start to wonder though, like, what are they, why
3: are they Why is this? Why, are they doing? why is this happening? Is it
2: just for all of the right reasons? Sometimes when those gift people
1: start rolling those gift balls downhill, yeah, you just can't stop them. Yeah, <laughs> just let them give you the gift. Let say it go. thank you and say next year, please don't spend as much money on. It.
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: Have you ever said that to somebody? One hundred percent. I'm very <laughs> grateful for my gifts.
2: What did you tell your mom during the baby shower? Uh oh. No, no, I don't know. Did you tell her, mom? I, I said this is. Well, my mom
1: <laughs> is so ex- was so excited for our
2: kid, which is natural, right? Yeah. So yeah. she
1: goes. All out, yeah, I was and like,
2: moms stop. I think we moms are different. Moms are different, but if it had been like a family friend that got you 15 gifts, then you'd be like, "Holy cow, what's going on here?" You want right? the kid? Like, what's
4: yeah. going-
2: <laughs> 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 all right, uh, can you relate? Is there something uh, you know that you would like to suggest potentially?
3: We just got this text: "Hey, Chris, Jack, and uh, and Matt, you guys are talking about overgifters. I am definitely guilty of this. It doesn't have to do with anything besides wanting everyone to have an awesome Christmas and getting the thing that they want that they may not have the means to get themselves. I spend over 200." Fifty dollars on my mom and 1000 on my fiance. I've always been this way, and I love the smiles and how happy they get because they weren't expecting anyone to get it for them.
2: There you go. All
3: right, thousand
1: dollars. Yeah, will you be my wife?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. And again, it depends how close you are to this person. But this sounds like this texter, the uh, Shelley is not just a friend because friends are very important. But she's like, you know, seriously, like this is a lot of money yeah. to be spent, and she feels guilty. Should she
0: feel guilty? What should she do? We're as always looking for your help. You're listening to the Kiss Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: 7.37, Kissing in the Morning with Chris Sheets, Jacqueline Sweeney, Good morning, Matt DeBurs. Hi. got a text from somebody asking a question, Jack.
3: Uh, yes, she says that she feels really guilty this time of year. Her friend Shelly always over-gifts her. She gives her a gift worth way more than she could ever reciprocate or afford.
2: Mm-hmm. So uh, we're looking for, I guess she's looking for your opinion. What should she do to handle this? Yes, Sandy? I think that people
8: need to change the way they think about this. When you get a gift from someone, or you give a gift to someone, you don't—you should never expect something in return. Right. You give—you give a gift because you want to, not because you expect something in return. Right. If someone wants to spend more money on you, then you just say thank you, and that's it. Like it should not be a guilty thing.
2: Yeah. See, guilt-free. It's a way guilt-free. to live. I just don't I you you're right. I, I understand your, your thought process, but I just think as humans we're just like, Oh, like
3: always you, comparing and
2: feeling guilty kind mm-hmm. of, right? No? Like but you you just say don't just don't worry about the guilt. Just say, Hey, you wanna spend that much money on me, go for it.
8: Uh well, I guess, yeah, but I mean at the same time, like there's different ways that people show love and appreciation for each other and some people appreciate giving gifts to other people and seeing the reaction on their face. Sure. I'm one I'm one of those people. So I never give a gift in exchange and wanting something in exchange, I should say.
1: Okay. So- As I... Sp- yeah. As I sit on my throne of gifts, <laughs> I do not feel bad whatsoever. Thank you for everything.
2: <laughs> Somebody just Hello? said uh, giving a uh, give the over gift or something meaningful or personal doesn't have to be expensive. Just thoughtful, mm. and I think that's the key. Like I think that was exactly. this this texter's complaint was just like holy, these gifts are like 150 bucks, and right. they're just they're just um, you know you, it's you, a lot. Again, it's it's some people feel guilty about this stuff. Matt's like just. Bring them on. Nobody but.
1: has a gun but on their against their heads
2: yeah. telling them to spend exactly. this much money. Yeah.
8: Exactly. And at the same time, people need to realize that everyone's got a different budget, right? And someone mm-hmm. can afford a $150 gift, yeah. and you can't. They might be aware of that, and they might just want to do it to make you feel happy. Okay. Um and so I, there should be no guilt, and people should never ever give a gift in in wanting something in return. That's not what a gift giving is about.
2: Right, 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 right. Okay. No, that and that makes sense. In a mm-hmm. perfect in a perfect world, you're 100 percent right. You're
0: listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack, and Matt podcast.
2: Got a text from somebody saying they've got a friend in their life that is an over gifter. They just buy them expensive gifts all the time and they never can reciprocate and they just don't know what to do. They They don't know guilty. Yeah, should they they just they just always feel guilty getting these big, fancy gifts and they don't give them back. Well, what should she do?
3: Some great advice here. I always find it strange that people have a tendency to look for the negative in a positive. We silently wish for more in our lives and then reject it when it comes. The answer to your question is to give and receive gifts with grace and gratitude.
1: Mm. Very well
2: said.
3: I'm sorry, does Oprah listen to this show? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know what? Amazing. You get a car. You get a car. <laughs> yeah. That and is she, awesome. She's
2: right. And we do kind of always look for the negative. Like in this case, like, you know, how can it be a negative that you're getting this gift, but, but you just, you have this tendency to feel a little bit guilty. And you know, the old farmer motto that uh, I grew up with is no matter how bad it gets, it, it could all it, it'll always get worse. So hang yeah, on for that, that right? Sense. That's just kind of the way people feel. Uh, what do you think about the over-gifting situation? We've got a great call from Alex coming up and we want to hear from you too. 780-421-1039.
0: You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack,
2: and Matt podcast. Uh, somebody asking a question about the gifting this holiday season.
3: Yeah, they have a friend that is an over-gifter, and while they appreciate it so much, they feel guilty every single year because they just can't give a gift of the same value.
2: Right, so they're, they're asking, what should they do? Mm-hmm. Shelly is the uh, gifter, and they don't know what to do with their friend Shelly. Good problem to have. Uh, what do you think, Robin?
4: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's about that money, and I think the last couple of callers and texters have hit, it, hit the nail on the head that it's about giving the gift and the thought behind it. I learned when I was 13 after um, my parents had a tow truck company and my dad's truck got hit about four days before Christmas. Hmm. They um, couldn't afford Christmas gifts. And It was the first year I had a job. Right. I bought everybody Christmas gifts. And it was amazing to see that reaction. So it's about the reaction that people have when you give them a gift,
2: right? Definitely, right? No. Well, um, yeah. No. Thank you for sharing your personal story. And uh, and again, it's it's ironic then, out of terrible things, right? You've got one of your favorite Christmas memories, right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so from this that year on, it was always about what could I get that person that they would love, no matter what the cost was, or little or big. So. I don't think if they choose to spend something and they have the means, mm. there's nothing wrong with that, but people shouldn't have to feel like they have to spend extravagant amounts right. um, yep. on that gift either. So get, take the gift, enjoy it.
2: And don't they feel guilty.
4: Have a great Christmas.
2: All right. Robin. Be thankful you have amazing people in your life that are willing to give you those gifts. Yeah, exactly. And you know what? And if, if there is that odd occasion where they are buying it with a you know alternative you know, they've got a an, an idea or they want you to, to match it, well then too bad for them. Yes. But that doesn't happen very often by the sound <laughs>
3: of it. Thank okay. you, Robin.
2: Thank you very much, Robin. Kristen, what do you think?
3: Hello. I
4: couldn't agree more with that texture that texted in there. Jack said it was like Oprah. I think the key there is exactly how the recipient is feeling. So I think that the person that's feeling uncomfortable about it needs to make a choice, right, either to embrace it and appreciate what their friend is giving them, or if if they're truly uncomfortable with it, they need to let their friend know. And if they don't feel comfortable saying so in person, they could write it in a pretty Christmas card or, you know, with some homemade cookies, but they could just explain that it makes them feel uncomfortable because I'm sure their friend – doesn't want
2: them feeling that way either right right Mm -hmm. right okay there you go no uh, again you guys are uh, brilliant we just got a great call from alex as well and alex just said that uh because of his financial situation his christmas is gonna be a lot tighter than normal but he says i was just gonna get his uh it was a girlfriend or fiance flowers just flowers just flowers flowers this year but he says uh you know what that's all i can give and i know she will appreciate that so everybody just kind of give what you can give and and it kind of works out that way hey Kristen, thank you so much and merry christmas
4: Thank you Merry Christmas you
0: guys. You're listening to the Kiss and Country Chris, Jack and Matt podcast. <laughs> just
2: tuning in, uh, got the got the old Christmas flu uh, again. I I think we figured out who patient zero was, but there's people in denial that uh, the little patient zero was patient zero. So I mean, the flu could get from, you can get it from anybody, but I definitely had it. What day was that? Was that Monday? Monday? Monday. Yes, Monday. I knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. I got here on Monday morning, and I just started to get the flu like symptoms throughout the morning. And these the guys, shakes, these, the, 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 yeah, these guys were watching me just literally. Yeah. You were in yeah. shambles. You
3: ended up whispering some of your breaks <laughs>
2: just to kind of get through. Which never happens. Chris is very boisterous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was just yeah, anyway, so I got through the show and then things went sideways and I had to stay and do some other stuff. So I just kind of did what I need to do you when went it comes sideways. to the flu and and uh got her done. So now we're waiting for the rest of the family to get this thing, and I'm waiting for my kissing family to get it, like my Jack and Matt, so far so good. Yeah. Last night Matt and I were leaving the hockey game and Matt said, Oh, I'm getting a really sore throat. I said, Oh, that's where it started. And uh Yikes. he's had a sore throat all morning, but so far so good. I think. Here's the thing. <laughs> I'll let you know if I've sick, Bob. My dear wife, I mentioned this. I mean, she is, her name is Care, and there's nobody that cares more than her. She's mm-hmm. an incredible caregiver. So when I went through my about 18 hours of the flu, um, she was just there for me, and we're just like, making oh. Making
3: you soup, everything. Please
2: don't get this thing, honey. Please don't get it. And she is literally on the run right now. I don't think the flu could catch her. Like, <laughs> she was at the mall until 10 o'clock last night getting stuff done. She's just making pierogi. She's doing all this stuff, so and I don't just think she can.
1: You know she's going to get sick. Well,
2: anyway, my son comes home from fire last night, and I'm laying in bed, and I'm still going, I don't know, maybe it's coming back. And he's laughing at me. And I said, Carter, do not laugh at your dad because you are going to get this flu. (laughs) You are going to get this flu. And uh, sure enough at like 2.30 in the morning, his mom got a text. Yeah, it was happening downstairs and he says, I just destroyed the bathroom. I think we're going to have to sell the house. (laughs) (laughs) It was the final countdown for Carter. (laughs) So Carter is down and out if you're keeping track. That is the two of us. Oh, three, sorry. The Italian stallion, the boyfriend. It's taking the men down, the women so far are so good. Yeah. Look, observa-
1: observation about Chris. Yeah. Uh, 24 hours post sickness, yeah. the guy still eats oh. the weirdest foods. Yeah, like what? <laughs> he had like four shrimp last night. Yeah. If I was just after the flu, I'd be like, no, thank <laughs> you.
3: <laughs> he's like,
1: I'll also get uh, the, the richest chicken <laughs> that you
2: can get. Well, that's why my son was bugging me. He says, Dad, you either got the flu or you don't. Like, you know, you eat through the flu. Like, but I mean, I just, I can't stop eating. It's just not into my
1: DNA. Well, you need your strength thank you jack shrimp seafood based (laughs) strength post flu
2: (laughs) quick shout out to jean and sheena who actually paid for the opportunity to go to the hockey game with us and go to the atlas uh, steak steak, steakhouse uh, which was amazing seafood is great don't get me wrong no it was awesome maddie incredible Matt ate the rest for the record but anyway uh good luck not getting the flu and so far so good with you too because i
3: think so yeah i feel good
2: i'm staying at your house if i get sick it's a lot it's a lot of fun blaming others for getting it trust me yeah